0: Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bite just you. Just
1: anybody and everybody. Yeah, That's what happens to the shitty YouTube commenters now, they get yeah. bitten.
0: Yeah, you, you yes. just, you've got metal teeth like the guy Jaws, and you're just gonna come to the house and you're just gonna bite them.
1: Hello and welcome
0: uh, back to Well There's Your Problem, a podcast about engineering disasters with slides. Uh, yes. I'm Justin Rosniak. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hello. No.
0: I'm I'm Justin Rosniak my pronouns are he him. Uh, I I I'm Alice Caldwell Kelly
2: my pronouns are she Aww. and her. That's right.
1: No, I'm Liam Anderson. Uh I don't get a joke so my pronouns <laughs> are he and him. Uh, uh we didn't
2: we didn't we didn't yeah. do that one correctly so everyone no, could be no, a different I was gonna person. No, going to be like
1: oh they're making jokes about pronouns not serious. And then we're <laughs> going to get an apology from that dickhead on Twitter in our comment and our, our DM.
0: Good. All three of us are um, deranged for different reasons. Yeah. Roz has yeah. the the vaccine madness. Yes, uh, I'm fasting, and Liam. I'm also very tired, and Liam is just sort of having sort of oppositional defiant disorder at the moment.
1: Yeah, I I I was more annoyed that I got bat signaled to come on here in the middle of dinner. Mm. Uh so while I was yeah, eating having what, dinner
0: must be nice.
1: Yeah, you know what, Alice? You <laughs> wanted to convert you, you're gonna leave <laughs> what you saw, all right? I, know, I didn't put a right. gun to your head and say, wear a hijab, that's and, and then do whatever other thing. This yeah. is of your own free will. You know what's a, what would be of my free will? Eating a delicious dinner. Mmm, halal food. It's so good. Alice, <laughs> Alice, I'm eating the food of your people. <laughs>
2: uh. <laughs> Well, it's true. I, I, after I got the shot yesterday, I, um, I, I went by, uh, the halal truck. Mm. Uh, it was open when I went in to get the shot. And I was weird. like, all right, I'm going to get some nice halal food for lunch. Then I came back out, it was closed. I was like, this
0: is annoying. Yeah, it's Cause the uh, vaccines got haram in it. So they, they I, just just I you always coming. like when
1: they opened up after like 8 p.m., it would be like, oh, I could go get halal food now and then start drinking. This is great.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, if they're open during the day right now, that makes them a haram truck, not a halal truck. That's
0: true. <laughs> they could serve you food, it would just be like, they couldn't eat it. Ah, that makes sense. I mean, that's good. the temptation's gotta be worse, you figure. Anyway, we're talking about Polish 9-11. Uh, yes. When, uh, when 9-11 happened to Poland. Uh, this is the Smolensk air disaster, this is a Tupolev... Uh 126 and it's not supposed to look like that. Oh no. No. But usually uh, there's
2: a bit more plane, yeah. Usually
0: there's more plane, usually the wings come out horizontally. <laughs> and normally oh, I thought
1: this was for weight reduction. No,
0: normally there's not a bunch of Russian firefighters standing around like oh boy. Not that good. No
1: horosho. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's improving, I guess. Right.
0: <laughs> don't, don't remember how to say not good in Polish after uh several months on Girolango. Uh, but first we gotta do the goddamn news.
2: I like that Alice is just completely showrunner on this one. I'm I sorry, I it just it,
1: I, I got no, off go of- go go. We're not doing distractions. We're not even doing <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I, I,
0: yeah, this is a flat engineering podcast. Now I I mm-hmm. just got off of doing an episode of Kill James Bond, and because uh, we would talk about on Her Majesty's Secret Service, the oh, Lies that B-1. movie is
1: goddamn terrible,
0: right? Um and because I'm sh- I showrun that I'm still in showrunner brain so I'm sorry Roz I just bloodlessly cooed you you go ahead.
2: Uh okay so um uh, uh it's happened again Brooklyn Center police have uh, accidentally discharged a gun into a man named Duante White at yeah. a traffic stop.
0: There was an uh, officer involved shooting in that they murdered a guy but like the. Person who murdered him was an officer. So well, this time they
1: feel bad yeah. about it. Maybe, uh, <laughs> know, maybe, yeah. Second degree manslaughter charge uh, this afternoon.
2: <sighs> well, at least they're they're making an attempt at charging them, so that that is sort of an improvement. But uh, not him, her. Uh,
0: mm. Can't wait for a y- yet another prolonged trial process. Um, yeah. as it is currently wagonizing. going on in Minneapolis. Yeah. Looking forward to a lot of like uh, subject matter experts testifying that like uh, he just like his you know he just did that it was yeah, yeah unrelated
2: he made the gun. to the Go yeah uh huh yeah yeah so it was um it, it, unfortunately I was compelled to accidentally grab for my gun as opposed to my taser mm-hmm. owing to reasons
1: yeah. Uh- well, I saw a black person, and as you do, I reached for my guy, go- you understand, we're all in Minnesota, we're all <laughs> racist here. And
0: this cop was, um, uh, she was like a 20 year veteran, was the she- head of the police union, and was a field training officer, so she was training new cops how to be cops when this happened. And
1: supposedly reached for the wrong thing. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, uh, okay. that's
0: that's her defense. By the way, is sure, I am did. dangerously irresponsible uh, and cannot be trusted with firearms. That's the that's the le- the less right, bad that's the, narrative. That's
1: exactly, that's the least bad version. Is I'm just an incompetent moron who happened to kill a guy. Yeah, I never meant to hurt nobody. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yep. Three. It's it's just,
2: it's this, this shit is still happening, it's very depressing.
0: Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the video, cause, um, uh, oh, I, I watch don't the video need to watch, no. watch any more like, videos. I I yeah. usually, I usually do, just to like, you know, whatever. Fum
1: yourself out.
0: Yeah. It's like a m- sort of minor act of self-harm, but in this case, I just was not.
1: No, I just, uh, I guess we should talk about that on the... But given the protests, um, you know, you can cut this out, and that. Well, I guess we go back to the bail funds and shit—the once-a-year bail fund sale. The once-a-year yep. bail fund
2: sale. Yeah. <laughs> fund sale,
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, this becomes
0: like Afghanistan. You just have a fighting season, like yeah, five months
1: of the year. Uh, give bail funds your money. And then you get bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you don't give bail funds your money, I will come to your house and rearrange your face for you. Yeah, by yes. biting. I'm going, just you're so, so fucking. Them. I think what it is is just so fucking tired of seeing like like real life human beings on Twitter who are just like actually, you know, I'm not saying he deserved to be brutally executed by the state, mm-hmm. but he was a criminal. Like, I don't give a fuck what he was. Like, no, if if the best argument you can make is actually I'm just dumb as dog shit uh, that a that's not helpful to your cause But be like, I can't like, you know, it's a it kind of got co-opted by the libs. But, like, I can't make you like compassionate about other human beings mm-hmm. and, and like learning that is very difficult. Like, it's very hard to accept that. Like, you can't force people to give a shit about other people. But like, but what I can do and what you should all do is basically make those people absolutely as uncomfortable as possible. Like yeah. I was arguing with some, like because you know this is this is this is this is how I get my jollies. Alice is screaming on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's like if you can bully these people into sh- at least shutting up. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is bullying works. All cops are bastards.
0: Yeah. It's uh, time for some targeted harassment.
1: It's, tar- yes. <laughs> it's It's time for our annual bail funding. Uh, we're like, uh, what is that? The NPR donor drive, except we are asking <laughs> you to bail people out of prison. Funded funded
0: yeah. by cyber bullies like you. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, just, like, e- even even the libs at this point have internalized uh, the thing about how, hey, you know, the cops, they're not supposed to just murder guilty people, either. Uh, so, yes.
1: And we're uh, starting to even get to people who are just like, oh, the cops aren't supposed to murder white people in cold blood either, and it's like, come on, you're almost ba- there, you ba- Baby assholes. steps.
0: Baby steps with these fucking people.
1: Dude, I just, like... Also, uh, I, I I do want to say. Oh, sh- never mind. Do you want to say? <laughs> I just uh, want to
0: say a series of like actionable threats of violence against the following named persons. No,
1: I just <laughs> wanted to specifically, uh, while we're while we're doing our our, our 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 news roundup, which is just me screaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to tell my mother. Uh, good luck recovering from your eye surgery. I love you very much. Aww. I know you listen to this podcast. And to my dad, never comment on anything I ever type ever again, old man. I'm coming for you. I'm Hi coming Liam's for parents.
0: You. Hi. Yeah, if, you, if you go parents. back to the the, the last uh, the last episode, you can see Liam's dad absolutely fucking ethos in the comments uh, for it, our yeah, for yes. our white supremacy, and he's yeah. he's not wrong.
1: I like all the people who are just like, oh, like, just like my his dad ass. is complaining about Pepe Le Pew, and your dad's like, I'm here to correct my son's white supremacist statements on infrastructure. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what, Sonny? I told him too because he's he uh, he's on Twitter at pa old guy. If, if you want to get him up to a thousand <laughs> that's followers, that's a great app. Scare the shit out of him. Uh, but uh, it, it's really funny because I I, I called him to like. Cause he was, cause he was, he was super cute. He was like, well, can I leave a comment on your YouTube? And I was like, yeah, you do whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, and yeah, you're an and, adult. Yeah. And then like, he was like, okay, I did it like really mischievously. And, uh, and I like, I had to give him the good news. I was like, congratulations, dad. Thousands of people across the internet think you're better than me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right.
2: All right. Uh, I seed control. Speaking of Afghanistan.
0: Segue I set up minutes yes. before has paid yeah, off. Yeah, the
2: segue that was five minutes ago. Yeah, Shut
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> Taliban
2: uh, we becomes lost first U.S. supported insurgency to win a war. We didn't lose.
0: <laughs> I'm America not sure if that's one. strictly historically true, but I wrote it down and I laughed when I was doing it, so yes. it's it's, I, it's comedically correct.
1: I am really enjoying the like, but if we just stay there longer, and I'm just like, we've been staying there longer for 20 years. You physically control, in Afghanistan, whatever piece of land you happen to be standing on at the moment. All of it it is Pavlov's
0: house. The Dems in Congress, who might be about to fucking uh, try to oppose this, are like, their line right now is, yes, we want to leave, but nobody wants us to leave and then have to go back. And I'm like... You don't have to do have, that. You don't have to go you don't go back have to go
2: back to do Afghanistan. anything. No. It's not it's not US territory. You don't you, have to worry don't have about to like what turn happens
1: in the
0: car there. around.
1: Why don't we why don't we have a war in a place people can point to? Yeah. Not that we should have any wars at all. Since mm-hmm. whatever person in the comments is gonna be like, Liam's an imperialist. No, I'm not. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, out. it's gonna be your dad.
2: There's no economic or strategic value in controlling Afghanistan. Uh, There's nothing
1: like, there. Ha- I mean, I kind of <laughs> miss heroin, you know. But <laughs> it's 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 the it's the Silk Road, but it's the U.S. controlled portion of the Silk Road.
0: Mm. It's
1: like you yeah. thought the terrorists were bad before, motherfucker.
0: Yeah. So maybe this is going to provoke a civil war and a genocide when when we leave. Yeah, it's
1: gotta. But you know, yeah, well, you, can't
0: you, know, you can't win them all.
2: Can't win them all. Yeah. So anyway, we're withdrawing from Afghanistan by September 11th. Uh, oh, nice, quick twenty-year war. Um, mm-hmm.
0: it does seem well, like a it was, it was round number. It, it, it yeah. was all worth it, and you know, it, all of the people who have suffered, both American and Afghan and British and everyone else, will know that it, it wasn't for nothing, and it wasn't just like a futile colonial exercise and sort of spasm after 9/11.
2: We are though apparently leaving behind a bunch of private military contractors. Because yeah, but why those not?
0: are the most responsible guys, so they're going to equip themselves very well. Why are That's they true, yeah. shouting
1: in my fucking mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Kurt and Megan will never listen to it. They don't listen to this anyway. But like one of these days, I'm just going to open my door and just start screaming and scream mm. back. I'm actually very nice and restrained. If you have, if we ever form enough. Parasocial relationships have a live show, you'll be shocked by how nice and polite and restrained I am.
0: Yeah, meanwhile, I'm just fucking, like, throwing drinks off the stage at people. (laughs) Yes.
1: That one's got cut in a bar fight by some dude who just rolled a pint glass at me. And no (laughs) cunt
0: (laughs) leaves here till we figure out what cunt did it.
1: (laughs) Uh, You know, you you get enough bar fights, they all sort of run together. Oh, well, that, oh, m- much like the US
0: and um, Afghanistan. Yes. You do, you do I, enough surges, and after a while...
2: they actually all w- started, started in a bar fight, it's all long-term <laughs> grudge, because well, uh, bin laden had a hat when he came in, and he'll have a hat <laughs> he he out. Out.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I love that every Newfoundland drinking song is just like, alright, so we were at this wake, right? We got a little too drunk, right? Now, for the next twenty-five hours, we're going to describe in exacting detail just what happened to us, the corpse and the corpse's wife.
2: Well, that's because <laughs> they just ripped it off our Irish drinking songs and
0: replaced Ireland Thank with the Zealand. Can you Thank make you. Finnegans yeah. Wake scan to like Bin Laden's Wake? You could try. You could. You could probably dump them overseas.
1: Dump them overseas. Something <laughs> about the porn stash. I don't know. Uh, next slide, please. Yes. Okay. It's fucking, ah! Bro. It's see, the great bastard! We yeah. see
2: here before, Stalin had implemented a five-year plan to increase the amount of pixels in the Soviet <laughs> Union. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, it's this guy's fault. This is, this is the prime mover of what we're talking about here, um, er- everybody's gonna get very mad at us.
1: Uh, I encourage <laughs> you to die mad.
0: Mm.
2: My god, he said something negative about Stalin?
1: Yeah. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Left unity, baby.
0: So, so there was this thing called the Katyn Massacre, uh, where after the Soviet Union invaded Poland with the uh, cooperation of Nazi Germany... Mol- not,
1: Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact, for those of you keeping it Not one of the,
0: the Soviet Union's finest moments. Uh, they captured as prisoners of war a large number of Polish officers. Uh, what are we going to do with these guys? Well, we got like camps in Siberia we could send them to. And Stalin's like, now nah, you got to kill all of them, which they do. Um, the NKVD just methodically shoot their way through all of them and then dump their bodies in a mass grave in the woods. Um, Fantastic.
1: That's efficiency,
0: yeah, baby. No no repercussions. It's never gonna be found out because who's gonna just be digging up woods in fucking Western Russia, right? It's gonna be fine. And now we don't have to worry about uh Polish anti-communists because we killed all of them um for like no reason, more or less. Um and this, this has the oddity of being a war crime that was exposed by the Nazis, because it turns out that who just digs up a forest in the Western Soviet Union is the Nazis when they invade it, and uh, they stumble across the first mass grave that they weren't currently filling and decide, oh hey, this could be a useful propaganda thing. Uh, they invite a bunch of international press and the Red Cross, and they're like, look at the, these murders that the Soviets did. Um, and even to this day you'll find like uh, teen bolshevist on twitter telling you that it's all nazi propaganda and it, y- yeah there's nazi propaganda based on the truth because that's something the truth that, is like, pretty so, heinous an a- actual thing that happened yeah yeah.
1: But, yeah they'll do that yeah
0: because that's the most effective form of propaganda is the truth because you can prove it and so that's what happened anyway uh Katyn is this embarrassment to the post Stalin USSR and also to post Soviet Russia. And at the time we're beginning our story in 2010, they don't admit that this was Stalin's idea. They usually just blame it on Beria uh, or, you know, just like random NKV, NKVD guys who just decided to shoot a bunch of Polish officers. Um, next slide, please. So. What we have here is our boy Putin at the uh the one of the yearly memorials for it. Uh and it's a big deal Mm -hmm. in Russian-Polish relations. It's sort of part of the foundational, I don't want to say mythology, because it's a real thing, but it's part of the ideology of the modern Polish Republic, right? And so Every year, the Polish the president of Poland goes there and like lays wreaths with the Russian president or prime minister, and you take absolutely everybody with you, and you can't like not
1: go.
2: All right, everyone, get in the big car. We're going to drive to Smolensk.
1: Yeah, you get in a get in a van. You get in a van. Yeah, with yeah. With all your Polish pals. Do you want to see the
0: van? Big red and white van.
1: That's not what would be ideal. Oh god, it's got the Purina logo on it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I really like the Polish Air Force roundel,
1: I think it's stylish. Yeah, 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 I've I've, I've, I've seen, listen, uh, I've seen your taste in military garb, I I Mm -hmm. withhold comment.
0: <laughs> this is this is a Soviet built airliner. It's a Tupolev Tu one
1: fifty four. Oh, well, if it's Soviet built, sign my ass up. I was about to say. If
0: anybody remembers the NATO code name for a Tu one fifty four, tell me because I don't. Box glove? Um,
1: no,
2: it would start uh, with a C. Yeah,
0: you're right because because it's, it's a
2: civilian airliner.
1: No, you're right. You're right. Mm. Careless. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs>
0: That's awkward. Yeah. That's real awkward. (laughs) Very awkward, yes. (laughs) So the Polish Air Force operate two of these, uh, flown by Air Force crews as, uh, I've written down here, Pole Force One. Okay. Air 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 Force Force
1: Pole. Air,
0: Air, Air, Air Force Pole. Yeah. So, to get to the Katyn Memorial, the entire Polish delegation, which is the President, Lech Kaczynski, and a bunch of military brass. Uh, the president's wife, uh, a shitload of reporters, uh, the former president of the Polish government in exile, and just a a fuckload of dudes, pile onto the big red and white van, and it's gonna fly them, next slide please, yonder, from Warsaw to Smolensk, yes, over Belarus.
2: A, A similar path that many military leaders have taken before.
0: <laughs> um they, they usually
2: get about to Smolensk before things start going south. Um
0: Yeah, Smolensk <laughs> in many ways the Philadelphia of Russia, in that it's where bad things happen. Yes. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know. <laughs> Philadelphia twinned
2: with Smolensk. Oh, God. What 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 day is this and what
0: year? We should probably mention that. Uh that's a great question. Tenth of April twenty ten. All right. So was- on the tenth of April, twenty ten, at nine twenty-seven a.m., uh, the the plane leaves Warsaw, uh, running like half an hour late, and ahead of it, because this is a big presidential delegation, there's a, a small like business jet, and it's a, a Yak forty that's got the presidential press pool in it. That flies ahead to Smolensk, and it lands uh, in absolutely dogshit weather. Um, it's like it's foggy, it's raining, and when those guys land at Smolensk, they call back to Air Force Pole and they say hey the the weather here is fucking atrocious I think they, they actually said like, it's it is absolute shit like verbatim mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know what what do uh well in in moscow in in this in Russia there's not a lot of airports right. is the thing uh, uh, the nearest one to Smolensk is, uh, I think it's Vnukovo? uh but yep. it's one of the Moscow ones, which is 213 miles away. Yes. Uh, if if you want to get to Smolensk, you pretty much if you're a normal person, you go by train. Like part of the reason why it's an attractive place to cite your Stalinist massacre is because <laughs> it's a backwater, right? Yes. Um. So. Those those are your options. You try and like chance your landing in the fog where this guy is like telling you yeah it's shitty. You literally can't see anything, right? Yeah, or you fly to the wrong city and just kind of deal with yeah, it. Yeah, and you
2: have to like I don't know, um, I don't know, I don't even know if there was like a highway between Moscow and Smolensk, you know? there
0: has got to be a train, there line, a train but, line. Yeah, but
2: you know, you, you got to arrange for the president of Poland and his delegation like you got to get a railroad mm. car for them and everything. <laughs>
0: Yeah, would have
1: been I kind of, kind of, of, of like I do. Kind of like the idea of the Smolensk Tourism Board being like, "You need to massacre your enemies." You think <laughs> where I go, then you it happens upon you. Smolsk is open for business. Smolensk, what I say, Smolensk. I'm tired Smonsk. and mad at you. So. We're
0: we're all tired and, and uh, mad at we're each now other. we're now gonna conduct a, a, a detailed survey of the interpersonal, political, geopolitical, geostrategical, sociological factors affecting a flight crew's judgement. Next slide, please. Okie dokie.
1: Everyone sucks? Oh, this makes me sad. <laughs>
0: pe- pe- people, people don't like getting yelled at. all. true. I mean, even people who are in the military, and they get yelled at a lot, they still don't like it. Um, and one problem with being on any sort of VIP thing is that that's a lot of people who outrank you.
1: And a lot of people who are whose job depends on them yelling at you.
0: Yes. Yeah, and who are assholes politely. Um and uh, theoretically, most militaries have a thing called situational command, right? Where you can still be in charge of stuff even if you're not the highest ranking person there. Like so if you're in command of a like a guard post, a guy dressed as like somebody higher ranking than you can't just tell you to open it. Or if you're flying a plane, a guy who's a higher rank than you can't just tell you what to do with your plane, right? Um, in practice, though, people don't like getting yelled at, and especially people don't like getting yelled at by people who can ruin their careers. Yes. Well, So, the commander of this flight crew is a major, and um, in the cockpit, just sort of uninvited but hanging out, is the head of the Polish Air Force, who is a Lieutenant General. Um, by my calculation, that would be his bosses 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 boss.
2: That's what you want on the uh, in the cockpit, is someone who's going to cause that much tension. Just through yeah. his presence, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We also have uh the president's chief of protocol, protocol's like diplomatic formalities, the guy who has to arrange the train car. Oh, okay. Um, and he's going back and forth to the president who uh Kaczynski, who is God rest his soul, is a fucking asshole, just in general. Interpersonally, he's a pain in the fucking ass. And so this guy clearly does not want to have to arrange a F- train car or you know a fucking convoy or whatever at short notice. Yeah. So the flight crew tell this guy the chief of protocol, hey, the weather's pretty bad. We might have to divert. And the chief of protocol says, well, we have got a big fucking got a problem, problem then.
2: Problem, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, maybe there's no highway and there's no train cars, so they have to like you know go overland and it's sort of just like walk spin tires type. They have to set up like a logging truck.
0: For, for yeah. everyone, <laughs> I'm not loving the snowrunner DLC. <laughs> so, I mean, le- we've gotten to the point where, like, legally, none of these people can just order the pilots. Hey, land the plane at Smolensk anyway. They still sh- should get to exercise their own judgment, but this is weighing pretty heavily on that judgment, right? Yep. There's uh, one point in the cockpit voice recorder where the um, the navigator says that if they have to divert, the president's going to go nuts. And um, there's there's a, a small anecdote here, which is two years earlier, and this is uh, further to my points about Lech Kaczynski being an asshole. Uh, he doesn't know, didn't know how planes worked, so he got onto Air Force Pole, and as they were taking off, he was like, "No, I actually want to go to this different place instead." Like in the air, he tried to change the destination. Right, that's not I good. I mean, y- y- you can't really do that. Like, you have to have a flight plan and stuff if you're going to fly somewhere. And if you you can't just decide you're going to change the thing where you're going. And so that's what the captain of that flight tells him. Just like, yeah, no, you I I can't, I can't do that. Really. No, that's not that's not how planes work, Mr. President. And uh, he, he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have your job for this," and he did. So, if you want to keep your job in like, which is pretty prestigious, right? Like you're flying the president around. Right. That's yeah. A lot of people probably want that job, and there's a long line. If you want to keep doing it, you have to make the guy happy. And if you're not gonna like even bend the rules for him, then he's gonna get you reassigned. Well, you kind of feel like you take a chance on the bad weather, right? Yeah.
2: You're like, ah, right, we could probably handle this, right? How hard can it be?
0: Hmm. You wanna see how hard it can be? I got a slide of the weather. Uh for oh, r- shut uh, sail
2: for romance. I was about to say, he, yeah.
0: Yeah. This is this is the weather for which the Smolensk region is most famous, is fucking impenetrable fog. Um it's like there's something about the topography of the area, right? Which again makes it very useful for doing mass murders in. It's very sort of um, undulating, lots of hills, lots of ravines,
1: very thickly forested. It is
2: definitely mass grave digging weather right yeah, there.
1: Yeah, lots of <laughs> holes to just put some corpses in, you know. Yep. Yeah. Them and
0: those. because it's so, I don't know, topographical, I guess, this stuff just comes off of the hills and it fills up the valleys and it just sits there. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine, you're flying to Smolensk North Airport, I don't know why it's called Smolensk North Airport, there isn't a Smolensk Anywhere Else Airport. Oh, there
2: is a smaller uh, airport to the south.
0: Really? Yes. Huh, I don't know how that escaped my notice. Uh, well, let's have a look at Smolensk North Airport. This is the bigger one, and the more well-maintained one, and the more advanced one. <coughs> I was one. about to
2: say, they got a bit of a grade on that runway, I don't think that's such a great idea. <laughs>
0: Give you the sort of ski jump thing. Look, if you can do it on aircraft carriers, why not? It looks
2: like a Kmart parking lot.
1: Yeah, it does. <laughs> this looks like somewhere where I would I would foolishly try to max out the GTI. Yeah. <laughs> and I would it be very like confused I, I, as parts started coming I, off of it. Here here's the uh here,
2: here's the cart return here. Uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I knew someone once who was arrested for shoplifting from a Kmart uh, and and they mm. were they were middle class so it wasn't like they couldn't afford this stuff uh it was just a matter of the thrill of passing all of getting arrested the thrill, the thrill, the thrill at a Kmart a, though
2: the thrill of mm. shoplifting from the Kmart i mean
1: what else is there to do with your criminal Nothing. shit
0: yeah uh next slide please we got another view of this Kmart this is the air traffic control at Smolensk North Airport.
1: Oh. I, this looks like, I've, I've, you know, I've actually dropped here in Warzone. <laughs> I was going to say,
0: <laughs> yeah, f- feeling my trigger finger yeah, itching. Yeah, good loot up uh, here. Yeah. yeah. This, was, uh, this was a military airfield, and not a hugely important one. I, I like the idea they tried to put camo paint just on a building. <laughs> yeah, break up, break up the, that yeah,
2: silhouette. Yeah, that's of that how control we do bombed during the blitz. Is what mm-hmm. I figure. You would put the the camo on the roof, not on the sides.
1: Yeah, well, you don't know. What if they're coming from the other way? You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. What if, this, what seems if it like 10, this seems like a way. This seems like a
2: way for a, a a plane to accidentally roll into the ATC. Uh, I I can't call this a tower this is a shed
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like the latter this is my air traffic control shed that's Jim over there, he's been dead for six weeks but uh, (laughs) no one's going to replace him so I just do weird shit with his corpse ain't that right Jim? (laughs) that's right Joey Oh, we got a busy one today here, folks. It's just a corpse trying to get its van. Yeah. yeah, I'm we, really we, we tired. Got <laughs> Some some
0: environmental yep. storytelling. Yeah, because yeah. they don't have an interior staircase yeah, there. So if you want to get up on the roof to see where stuff's coming from,
1: yeah, you gotta you gotta you, the pilot's gotta like wind his window down. You gotta gotta get yeah. a big bullhorn. Runway tow, this, runway yeah. tow, please.
0: This was a military airfield, but it wasn't one by this point because the Russian Air Force had decommissioned it the year before. But like we don't need this. Um, theoretically, it, it it did civilian flights, but like only internal Russian ones. And then I don't know if there actually were any. So th- this thing isn't. It, it wasn't in, in like any of the databases for flight plans or terrain legally speaking internationally speaking this was not an airport it was just a like a flat thing um <laughs> there was like a skeleton russian air force crew to like keep the lights on and climb up the ladder to like yell runway 2 at you yeah <laughs> but that's that's pretty much it and um also it's in very bad terrain like just in general apart from the sort of vibes of the area it's on a hill which um you don't really want to have uh, an airport in a sort of, like, thing where you can come down and be below the level of the runway and not on That's it. That's
2: usually not a not a good situation to be in, yeah.
0: So, also, like... Well, we'll, we'll get, to, we'll get to that with the, the next slide, yeah. please. Also, the, like, the, they were supposed to trim back the trees, like in front of the runway on each side. Did they? Uh, di- no. Oh. oh okay. It's, it's it's birch trees, too, oh, wow. so they grow, like, pretty yes. tall and pretty fast, so... But, I mean, look, that's not necessarily disqualifying, yeah. I mean, modern planes, they basically land themselves, don't they? Oh I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's
2: what they want you to you think.
1: Can, just, maintain you can... speed and, uh, just maintain speed and altitude, <laughs> so, they can't actually fly the goddamn plane for you!
0: <laughs> well the problem listen oh hmm. the problem with no you got smolensk of
2: course is it does not have uh, a system we would call an instrument landing system right um which is basically a series of like radar and radio signals and a whole bunch of other bullshit which i don't understand but the the gist of it is that if it, it, it you can you can now fly the plane to within a half mile and sixty-one vertical feet of a runway, uh, just without having any sort of visual reference to anything, and by that point you're supposed to be able to see the runway, and you sort of take over from there, right? Mm. This airport mm. had former formerly had some kind of non-compliant. Uh, Soviet ILS system, nice. And Hell yes, they best technology in the world. When they decommissioned it as a military airfield, they deactivated that system and replaced it with nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, in fairness, they did have lights. Um, all of the bulbs may have been broken. Oh, I uh, forgot an, about an, that part. Oh, yeah. yeah. And also, like, not replaced at all. Several of them were just burnt out, but like, they did have lights, sort of. All right, good start. Maybe well, uh, one thing I found out, which was slammed. interesting,
2: is you see these buildings down here. Mm-hmm. This is uh, uh, this is the Yakolev factory. Oh, I already. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> right? I didn't know. <laughs> so apparently you know they can build aircraft here but i assume they have to test them somewhere else yeah by
1: putting them <laughs> on a train and if only they had put our anti hero here on a train yeah.
2: well boeing ships uh 737 fuselages by train yeah. Just the whole assembled fuselage they stick it on a flat car and they uh send it to renton where they put the wings on
0: so you can do you can do that with uh with a plane but not with a president apparently yeah just that much of an oh, They asshole. just
2: put the whole plane on the train, maybe you wouldn't have noticed.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's that's the plan, <laughs> is you gotta put the whole Tupolev on a flight car.
2: Flawless. It's uh, genius.
1: Mm.
2: Alright, so they're flying in, right? They're flying on the plane mm-hmm. into the airport, and they're on instruments, right? <laughs> because it's very foggy. <laughs> okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, your ordinary sort of instrument approach, you got your ILS systems providing lots of information to the pilot about stuff like, you know, the glide slope, which is, you know, the slope at which you approach the airport, you know, sort of uh, how you, your angle of approach, you know, all, all this other stuff about uh, the flight plan, right? And it's usually used in concert with a sort of predetermined instrument approach procedure, right? Which is a sort of a standardized set of maneuvers to get an aircraft from the flight altitude down to the airport, right? So, And if you're flying into an international airport or something like that, you have all of that stuff, right? Um, But Mm -hmm. Smolensk North does not have ILS, and it does not have instrument approach procedures, right? Our main navigational aid are two non-directional radio beacons. Cool. Uh, And basically what that is is it's a radio beacon that provides a constant signal
0: um. Yeah, it it provides like a dumb stream of Morse of its own name. Yeah, which is going to be like a, a sound. It'll be like scorch. Does boop it? So or does it have
1: any like directional? Wait, no, it's non-directional. No, no non-directional, but like no. Sorry, I wasn't saying like any, so nothing at all. What I mean, not even north south, but like. No. Okay. So totally. So totally ba- dumb.
2: Basically, no information. Okay. Yeah. Other than here I, is the airport. Okay.
1: That <laughs> was that was sort of my question, and I didn't know if there was another one that said wrong way, asshole. Not even if it's directional. <laughs> but uh, I I do I am happy that uh, my favorite ska band Shri Manifesto is making an appearance here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the airport is uh, is so backwater that the air traffic controllers don't speak English all your air traffic control was carried out in russian right
0: yeah you have a, a, a y- your landing is being conducted by dmitry who has climbed the ladder yes. and is going to essentially wave you in like you're parking a truck <laughs>
2: yeah and he's uh and only one member of the polish flight crew spoke russian so that was uh oh no or spoke enough russian to uh to uh air traffic control i think he was also flying the plane which he shouldn't have yes, been yes he was <laughs>
0: No, like, at that point you're supposed to give it to the co-pilot, and you talk and he flies, but he is like, no just do both. Yeah.
2: So, you know, essentially what they're relying on to fly this plane at this point is, you know, uh, the radio altimeter, the um, non-directional beacons, and the TAWS, uh, the Terrain Avoidance and Warning System, right? And hmm. what that is is... uh the Taz is the little man who lives in the plane and he says terrain when you get too close to something, right? Uh, he wants you to know about the terrain so you don't do something called sea fit, which is a controlled flight into terrain. Which How was,
1: controlled is it? Oh, I guess it is you're no, not No, no right. there's
2: actually a separate thing called an uncontrolled yeah, flight of course into there terrain. Is.
1: <laughs> you can just say a plane crash. It's like what they say in the event of a water landing. That's just a plane crash, man. No,
0: the, the, the yeah, it's it, it's like when somebody, it's like when a cause of death is cardiac failure. No, it's it, it's like a specific, yeah, you're confusing the event and the yeah. You know. the uh, yeah who
1: would flight, do that?
2: No, controlled flight into terrain is a very specific thing where the air, the pilot has complete control of the aircraft the whole right time. Right as He smashes into a hill. Yeah, right as he smashes into a hill. Yes. Didn't, or like didn't the, twenty a seconds
1: before do that right to a hill, killing himself and like 60 other people, but that was kind of on purpose, he crashed him right to a mountain. Andreas Lubitz. Thank you. Yeah,
0: Air Berlin, I wanna say. No, German wings. Um, yeah, and that was in the fucking Old Savoy, I think. Anyway. You can also have controlled flight
2: into terrain accidentally, You know, if there's low visibility, as we may see. Right.
1: Um, because say you're surrounded by or fog.
2: Yeah. Mhm. Alright, so you figure... Okay, the conditions are very bad, navigational aids are non-existent, they're going to try and you know play it safe with this approach, right? Um, I mean, if they were really playing it safe, they would have diverted to Moscow, but they're going to, you know, try and do this approach safely otherwise, right? True, um, sure. And you'd be wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Listen, shit, shit just hits different when you have your six times boss... Uh, just in the carpet watching you. Sure. Incidentally, rated as an instructor on, uh, as far as I know, everything the Polish Air Force flew. So he's just watching you. He's just watching you the whole time, like mm. 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 just mm. say
1: mm, as his face becomes half mountain. Yeah. <laughs> so the terrain avoidance warning
2: system told them terrain at ten forty a.m. Right, because Toz was confused since he didn't know that Smolensk North Airport existed, right? Terrific. It was just not in the system, right? So to shut him up, someone in the flight crew pressed the button that reset the altimeter, so Tawes thought he was higher up than he was. Uh, the other altimeters were functioning correctly, though, so they still had reliable altitude from everybody except the warning system. Um, sure. They also realized they started their descent too late, so they decided to increase their vertical speed to a whopping 8 meters per second, uh, which is much a much steeper slope than uh, what the aircraft was rated for on approach. God
1: fucking damn it.
2: Uh oh. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah.
1: It's gonna be the priest with more survival rations. Uh
2: fantastic. <laughs> is this led to the airspeed of the plane increasing,
0: right? Uh, sure. Just dropping right on top yeah, of it. Yeah,
2: exactly. That. So, okay, they're flying in this airport, they're over speed they're blind, they're descending rapidly. Their engines are at idle, which is going to be a problem in a second. They're indicated, they're about 300 meters in the air as indicated by the radar altimeter, right? Uh, Whose readings the navigator is calling out. And this, this proves to be a problem, right? Because your radar altimeter gives you your actual altitude with regard to the ground directly underneath you, right? Sure. And if there's undulating terrain, that data is kind of meaningless, right? Sure. So what they, what they should have been using was the pressure altimeter, which gives you the altitude with regard to sea level, thereby giving you an accurate reading all the way on into the runway. You know, and Smolensk is, of course, built on a hill, so this is very important. Another problem is the engines are at idle. Um, now, during approach, it's useful to have engines which respond quickly. to throttle changes. Um, at idle, the engines might take up to eight seconds to spool up to full power. But at some larger fraction of throttle, the engine response is much quicker, right? Um, But since the pilots were already having trouble burning off all that speed, of course, the engines were just at idle, right? Right. Um, As they're descending around 200 meters, uh, the TAS system uh, again got mad and started saying terrain, terrain, pull up, pull up. And just kept saying, "Pull up through the remainder of the flight." Right. I just want
1: to point out. <laughs> I want a quick aside. When Roz and I are traveling, mm-hmm. and Roz and I were going to the mountains a couple weeks ago, and we 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 bidden it. Uh, we drove down a road that wasn't a road, and then a man uh, got very mad at us because that is maybe his driveway, maybe not. And what what did Roz have to say as we got stuck in the mud terrain? To rain. Pull up. Pull up. This was Braz's reaction to us getting stuck in the pouring rain in mud in a Volkswagen GTI. Yes. Then, to your credit, you crawled around on the ground looking for a tow hook hole, so. That is true, Awesome. They also
0: have a Russian man yelling at them, because they have fucking Dimitri, or whatever, in the control shed. Who is reading their altitude for them off of a Russian military radar that is just literally a big antenna on top of but a he's trailer? Just screaming
1: it out at them.
0: He's he's telling them what the what their altitude is relative to the glide slope. He's also wrong every time. <laughs> um and then as they get low enough, he's like, okay, this isn't gonna work. Just level out. And they're like, what? does not pass at all.
2: Yeah, I, I think it was like, it he, he was silent for like 12 seconds, because everyone was confused. Um, mm-hmm. um. Now, the engines are at idle, um, around 200 meters in the air. Um, they should have, according to the procedures written down in the Tupolev, they should have initiated a go-around, right? Which is exactly what it sounds like. You abort the landing, you go around, you try again. Right? And in fact, uh, both the captain and the first officer said they were going to go around, but for some reason they didn't actually go through with it, right? Uh, the aircraft continued to descend. Don't do it, later, yeah. Still completely blind. And so they get down to about 60 meters radar altitude. The ground comes into sight, and the crew realizes they fucked up. Um, they were uh, 60 meters radar altitude was 15 meters below the level oh, of the runway.
1: <laughs> hey,
0: you're a submarine now,
1: yeah. <laughs> the Polish submarine that's worse than a Polish airplane. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: you don't want to be measuring your altitude in a negative figure. You know, that's I think.
2: generally not a good situation for a plane to be in. Right, unless you got an air, air, airport in like Death Valley, or like uh, uh, shit. What's the what's the one in Israel that's really low? The
0: Dead oh. Sea. The Dead Sea. Yeah. Uh, mm, doing a Dead Sea water landing. That'd oh be yeah, cool. I,
1: uh, that's what I did when I jumped into the Dead Sea. I just <laughs> and then I floated. It was crazy.
2: I understand. There's that's a right. Bar. I did an
1: imperialism, folks. I did an imperialism. There's like a little. Please a edit bar that out. Please edit next. that out. I don't.
2: There's a little bar next to the Dead Sea. This is which, the uh, lowest bar in the world. Called the lowest bar in the world.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ask Karen what it's yeah, like. I
0: still managed
2: to clear Ask it.
1: Karim what it's like to date me, baby. <laughs> 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 All right. So
2: th- they realize, okay, this is bad. Um, they they uh, instinctively go full throttle, maximum rate of climb. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The engines, of course, take eight seconds to spool up, so that didn't do much. But it's too late anyway, because no. the left
0: wing collided with a tree. They, they later worked out that even if they had uh, like done it like as much as like a minute earlier, they just would've sort of stalled the plane and crashed anyway. Yeah.
2: So, you know, the left wing collided with a tree, uh, the last 21 feet of the wing sheared off, including the uh, aileron, Well, uh, uh, so the plane rolls over the left, and the wing collides with the ground, uh, then the nose hits the ground, then it sort of... Disintegrates and cartwheels onto the runway. Uh, everyone on board died instantly. One hundred G.
1: Yeah. Fuck that noise. hundred G impact. Yeah. And it, I mean that's soup. Your soup. Yeah, you turned into a processed homogenate at that point.
2: Mm-hmm. You accidentally decapitated the Polish state. And then, sort of, yeah, we
1: accidentally did a first strike against, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) against the government of Poland because the president dies, the first lady dies, the fucking, I think the minister of defense dies, like two thirds of the uh, armed forces senior generals die, bunch of
2: members of parliament Uh, too.
0: Yep, yep. yep.
2: So uh, this was not good. Um, You know, they're they're all dead now. Um,
1: oh, because bro, as eloquent, as always.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but this this had some, some political implications, even aside from the thing, and that to do that, to explain that, we have to talk about our two beautiful, identical boys, the Kaczynski brothers. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Uh, I don't know which one is which. One of Probably these fuckers <laughs> is Lech, who was the president who got killed, the other one is Yaroslav. Now... After, uh, but these two founded together a party called the Law and Justice Party, Prawo uh, uh, i Spradliwoz. And I apologize to all Polish people listening. Duolingo has not served me well. Um, anyway, like that was always sort of um, center right ish, I guess. But um, eventually, after Lech is killed, Yaroslav becomes president. He also becomes significantly crazier. Oh boy, um, yeah, he's probably got some 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 PTSD to work out. He's probably got some PTSD. He's also kind of got dementia. Right. Like he starts muttering about like enemies and stuff. Um, and th- th- there's a real rightward turn in Polish politics after this because it's kind of like if th- the analogy that I'm drawing here. Is you know you remember Jeb yes. and all of the other like moderate Republicans who were like, well, we like doing all of the bad stuff, but we don't like it. When we say that we're happy about it, yeah, exactly. Um, imagine if all of those guys had been killed on 9-11, right? And it kind of like gives you the vibe here. Because instead of living long enough to get owned by a game show host or whatever instead you have a massive act of genuine national trauma like poles are fucking shocked by this and for good reason because it's so implausible that this would happen um and then all of the sort of like respectable politicians the like the greater part of the polish political establishment is just fucking gone um and you get like this this very weird thing that happens um next slide please because we here we see uh, our our boy putin at uh like Kaczynski's funeral being sort of un- uncharacteristically emotional yes and, and like genuinely something seemed to get through to the russians about this one because it was so unexpected and it really did shock people on both sides to the point where uh th- they showed uh the polish film about the katyn massacre on russian tv for the first time uh, the the duma passed a resolution acknowledging that it was stalin who ordered it personally and that like for a good few weeks right there was this weird opportunity for a genuine reset in in russian polish relations uh they were cooperating together on the investigation into this um and it like I don't know. Something really could have changed, uh, and of course, it did not. It obviously was no. wasted. Just waste that opportunity. No. Yeah. Uh, next slide, please. Part of the reason why is well the politics of Jaroslaw Kaczynski and others, um, but like it also created a great deal of weirdness in Polish society. Uh, there, there were some guys who put up a memorial cross outside the presidential palace. Um, and, like, in an extremely Catholic way. And then, when people objected to this on the basis that, hey, this is still a secular republic and also you just fucking put that up on state property, you can't do that. You got these cross defenders, oh, boy. oh who, no. fully, like, statue defending guys, you know, except they had just put the statue up themselves. Uh, just, like, getting in scuffles, getting in fights with people, because we have to, like, preserve the, the sort of the Catholic character of our state and stuff. Um, and along with this we have another form of derangement, which is the, the thing that I'm showing here, which is the truthers, the conspiracy theorists. Wow. Uh, Trotil is Polish for TNT.
2: Oh boy. So they think they put a bomb <laughs> on the plane. It's a
0: controlled mm. goddamn demolition. No, it, it was a controlled flight into terrain. Yeah. Listen, Raz, I don't know why you're impugning the bravery of the Polish Armed Forces against what was clearly a Russian plot to destabilize the Republic. No,
2: I believe there was a bomb on the plane, I just think they controlled flight into terrain did.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just as a, co- yeah, just, just yeah, a just coincidence, stuff where every conspiracy crashed. goes off at yeah, once. You guys,
1: do you guys not normally carry the bombs on your flights? Just like, yeah, <laughs> over there is Paul, He he's the bomb handler. Paul, It's Paul in one commercial airline seat, and then just a bomb next to him, and he's gotta be the bomb watcher, just sit there, like, trying to ask the bomb what it likes to do on the weekends, you know, normal <laughs> stuff. Mm.
0: This is absolutely like the Polish right is fully in crank territory about this stuff. Like if you if you fucking Google in Polish, TNT on the wing or whatever, ever since the the official inquiry came out, the bipartisan Russian Polish one that was like, yeah, no, they just flew it into the fucking birch trees. the, the these fucking guys have been like, ah, oh, well, actually. You, you know what we found on on this thing is we found uh, particles, particles from chemicals. Yeah, I bet you and did. Know th- I, I've and never you know what? i you know what fucking
2: chemicals on a plane before. I can tell you that y- much. Y-
0: you know what that means? You know where chemicals come from is fucking Russia. All right, it's true. And so, <laughs> yeah, all right.
1: Yep. No, that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, cut it no, air, Cut it here. Get the chemicals
2: from the only place you get chemicals,
0: which is Russia. Um. Yeah, and so like. It's so bleak that you had something that genuinely seemed to advance uh, a a cause of cross-cultural dialogue and is now fully, like, the equivalent of Russiagate stuff. There's this guy, um, Antony Maciarewicz, who did his own competing report, which is wildly stupid. Also, the guy looks like an older Polish version of Jafar from Aladdin, um, which suggested that like the people in there were screaming because they knew that the plane was being shot down by a missile all right when when they asked him about this and they were like well, how how do you know that because there weren't any there was just a cockpit voice recorder right there was nothing recording the passenger compartment He was like, well, I I mean I just assumed. Also you can kind of hear it on the cockpit voice recorder. Maybe you guys can't hear it, but no no, no further questions. I think
2: they shot it down with a missile, but the missile hit after it hit the tree. So it was still (laughs) actually just controlled. Yeah, the missile was really just
1: for emphasis.
2: (laughs) The missile missed because it didn't think (laughs) the plane could be at that low of an altitude.
1: Oh, is that like my stop with camel theory? Yeah. So, of two other
0: abiding consequences of this, one is that there's a a massive state-approved, non-cross-formed memorial in uh, in Warsaw, which takes the form of like a staircase to nowhere. But um, the staircase doesn't go all the way down. At ground level, it's just sheer, and the reason why it's sheer is because otherwise people would climb it, and um, to the point where there was just like my one of my Polish friends sent me a photo of like rings of Polish cops around this memorial, because a kid was doing razor scooter tricks on it.
1: Oh god. That happened to me in uh, Prince Edward Island when I was nine. They made me get oh. off the Confederation Memorial.
0: <laughs> because you were doing razor yes, scooter tricks on Yes it? I was. The other thing was they just fully abolished this Polish Air Force Squadron. Uh Now when, when Polish leaders want to fly anywhere, they just fly commercial, mm. which... Sucks, I guess. I kind of like the the sort of I like the livery and stuff, but then again, it's probably not worth killing everybody important Mm -hmm. in the country over. Uh, This is don't put everyone on the same (laughs) plane. Yeah, this is genuinely. I would argue uh, the Smolensk air disaster is one of the reasons why Poland is currently uh, capital L capital T like this right now. Mm -hmm. I think you can kind of draw a line between. all of the fucking uh adults in the room quote unquote politicians getting fucking uh turned into soup like homogenate and uh you know the fucking strike cobieette and uh abortion laws and it just all of it so. I think it's kind of it's prefigured a broader trend towards European and also worldwide lurches rightwards, mm-hmm. but they got it a few years early by the simple expedient of turning their president into
1: mulch. Do you ever read the alternate history where uh, Hitler never rises to power? So instead, the German military is actually competent in World War II, and like mm-hmm. I would, uh, a a uh, ideologue much better, like much better at being Hitler than Hitler was, rises to power. I can't remember what it was called. And no, I'm not thinking oh, about yeah, the yeah. premise for uh, Command and Conquer Red Alert. I know what you're talking <laughs> this is, about, no.
0: The, this, uh, was that Stephen Fry's Making History? Uh,
1: I think it may have been.
0: Mm. Well. Anyway. Uh, that, yes. That yes. Is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Smolensk air disaster, though there, there, there was no TNT, yep. I'm, I'm staking my reputation on was this.
2: TNT the TNT and the missile.
0: Uh, mm.
1: Anthrax. Give
2: me Anthrax. Uh, both of those failed to detonate any
0: control flag. The I am taking Anthrax. I, I do not think decided that he had to kill one half of this pair of identical twins to make some kind of a now, point. No,
1: I, I, if you was, is it uh, who is it on Trash Future that says Russia's entire foreign policy is trolling? Yeah, my, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think that even, even they. And I know they love their their nerve agents, but. Th- that that would have that seems to just it would backfire quite a bit.
0: Yeah. And you can kind of see, because like one consequence of the the like all of Russian foreign policy is the crying laughing emote is uh when something isn't them, they will just fully go, yo, that's fucked up actually. What the fuck? <laughs> uh as as seemed to be the case here. Well,
2: that was the Smolensk. As
0: Liam says it. Smolnsk. Smolnsk. Smolensk.
1: Smolensk.
0: Smolensk. Mm-hmm. Shut up. We, I'm we, tired. We have a section- I, I I apologize to every Polish person I've ever that's met. just Roz. That's, except that's, you yeah, Roz. Let's get him, let's <laughs> get him. You except go me. for the
1: legs, I'll go for the arms. <laughs> uh, yeah, alright. Uh, safety third. We have a, a section on this podcast. we, we say
0: I thought you. I thought you were gonna. Oh god. Oh fuck. What's Shit. up, boys?
2: How do you all? I'm sure you've got plenty Hi. of these by now. But some of the more recent episodes reminded me of this incident, and I finally got around to typing it all up. This safety third involves two things well in the pod's wheelhouse, namely the interstate system of Northern Virginia and a surprise mystery guest. Ooh. Yes. Several years ago, I was heading out of DC on a beautiful summer morning, driving west on Interstate 66 for a volunteer event up in the Shenandoah Mountains. Uh, I want to draw a distinction here. Interstate 66 is not Route 66. Interstate's-
0: Route 66 does not exist anymore. Yes.
2: Right. Uh, Interstate 66 is a rather middling sort of highway that runs from Washington, DC. Uh through a wind gap in the Shenandoah Mountains and onto I-81, um, mm. going to such exciting destinations as Manassas and Front Royal.
0: Uh, Get your kicks
2: on in, I-66. Interstate 66. Um I-66 is normally jam packed with commuters and semi trucks, but on this day, traffic was surprisingly light. I had just passed out of Manassas and Gainesville and into the start of farm country. When off to the left, I caught a sight of a few wisps of smoke coming up from behind some trees along the side of the highway. It looked a little more uh, substantial than just someone burning bush. And so curious, I slowed down a little as I tried to see what was going on. Suddenly, the entire width of I-66 was engulfed in a wall of thick, dark smoke. Ahead of me, brake lights flashed and cars swerved before they were swallowed up entirely by the darkness.
0: Yeah, sour. yeah sour. sour on shit.
2: My immediate thought was a tanker must have exploded, given how rapidly the smoke had enveloped the road, even though there was no visible fireball. I couldn't see into the smoke, and I knew I didn't want to drive into it. I also knew better than to slam on the brakes in the middle of the highway, since years of driving in D.C. taught me that it was an excellent recipe for getting rear-ended by some idiot behind you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Thankfully, catching sight of the smoke coming up from behind the trees meant that I wasn't caught completely off guard. Operating mostly on reflex, I braked hard, while pulling off onto the shoulder, stopping a few dozen yards short of the wall of smoke. Within a few moments, the smoke- Congratulations,
1: (laughs) you're very bright, because I would have gone head- Oh yeah, you and I would have been dead there, bud. (laughs) The last thing you would have fucking seen.
2: Within a few moments, the smoke lifted, revealing almost two dozen cars scattered in a series of pileups across both the east and westbound lanes of the interstate. Sitting in my stopped car, it was at this point I realized that the section of highway in front of me was, in fact, a concealed overpass. I glanced to the right and below the road and stretching away from me was a set of tracks in a tree line cut. In the distance, just pulling away around a bed was a steam locomotive. Pulling several cars, a few faint puffs of smoke emerging from its stack as it accelerated out of view. The impenetrable wall of smoke—it seems had come from the train as it passed under the highway. How yes,
0: yeah.
1: train good car 611, bad. 611, 611, 611, 611, 611, 611.
2: <laughs> It might have ended up differently if traffic hadn't been as light or if a semi or two had been involved. But miraculously, no one was seriously hurt. After a while, a couple of cars were able to move off the highway to clear a lane, and belatedly, I was able to proceed to my volunteer event.
0: This is revenge for a shader, right? Yeah. Like after after the, the the overpass destroys a train, the train decides to claim its revenge. Yeah, this is
2: great, heck, yeah. yeah! When I got home that later that evening, I went online to figure out what the hell had happened. There were no news stories about a train-induced pileup on I sixty six, but that wasn't too surprising. Uh, given that it takes a particularly gruesome or disruptive wreck to make the local news in D.C. But a couple of Google searches revealed that the track in question was owned and operated by Norfolk Southern, and on their website, I hit pay dirt, a press release announcing that the 9 a.m. departure that very morning of a Norfolk Southern-sponsored heritage rail excursion from Manassas to Front Royal, Virginia, featuring the one and only pod favorite Norfolk and Western number 611 pictured here. Big fan. With very few pixels again. Um. Still looking great though. Yeah, I know, right? By my reckoning, the pileup occurred around 9.15am, just after 6.11 would have exited the Gainesville rail siding, and right on time for it to pass under I-66. Incidentally, at the time I wondered why the smoke was so thick over I-66, but there was so little smoke coming from the train stack when I caught sight of it moments later. From what I was able to find, it's apparently common practice at rail events for the engineer to deliberately put out more soot and or steam when arriving or when leaving or arriving a station so as to create a thicker, more atmospheric plume for train fans and photographers.
1: Bones oh, are the yeah. fucking worst. <laughs> I will say
2: he's probably also um, accelerating at that time, which is probably also going to get you a little bit more smoke. Um, you know, it's not the, this is not the time for operating efficiently when you're accelerating the train (laughs) out of the station.
1: Go home, fovers. Yeah. I
2: likely caught the tail end of such a plume on I-66 as 611 passed out of Gainesville. So how does this story become a safety third? Well, in this era of diesel and electric locomotives, I terribly suppose the event planners might not have thought about the potential ramifications of literally rolling coal under a busy interstate. Also, since the train was down in the cut, the crew and passengers had no way of knowing the chaos and confusion caused by their passing on the highway above.
0: Good, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's a car ship. Not, interested. Not interested. Yeah.
2: In light of that, and somewhat optimistically, I decided to try and contact Norfolk Southern to let them know about the incident so they can incorporate it as a lesson learned into the planning process for future steam locomotive events. As it turned out, Norfolk Southern had a public safety hotline listed on their webpage, so I called them up. An operator answered and asked for details on the incident, and I began to describe what happened. About halfway through my description, however, the operator cut in. Wait, this isn't something happening now? It happened hours ago? And I confirmed that the incident had occurred in the morning. Ben began to explain I had been up in the mountains and out of cell service for most of the day. I'd only just been able to get, get home and contact uh, the, uh, the look up who to contact when the operator angrily interrupted again. Listen, if there isn't a vehicle currently on the tracks or a train off them, you're wasting our time. And they hung up. <laughs> oh, <Hell yeah>. yes. <laughs> Since then, I make owned, sure to. <laughs>
0: owned, <laughs> owned.
2: <laughs> Since then, I make sure to stay alert whenever I pass over a railroad cut. Just in case a rogue steam locomotive decides to have another go at me.
0: <laughs> Man, I, I I can only aspire to have that level of public service contempt. Just be like, you dare to call dare, me you dare, you on the, the phone. dare to call me a class one railroad? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd smite you if they could. You 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 think that you are entitled to call me on the
1: telephone? <laughs> you would call our hotline <laughs> specifically set up for this purpose. Yeah,
0: I love to I love to call a public safety hotline and simply get a "Who dares disturb the Norfolk Southern."
2: Got like a got like a Wizard of Oz style, like, you know, giant floating face with smoke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well cold, baby.
0: Reminds me of the, uh, like, 19th century uh, cartoons about how railroads are bad, because the trains are monsters that like spew smoke everywhere and also have angry faces.
2: This is the kind, this is the kind of... Uh, a commitment to safety that won Norfolk Southern the Harriman Award for something like 20 years in a row. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Until I abolished the award, because for whatever reason only Norfolk Southern could win it.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah, because all of the other railroad hotlines were not as hostile. A
2: good way to reduce the amount of accidents on your
0: railroad is to not report them. Um, (laughs) That is 100% true. (laughs) It's how, it's how Japan has such a low crime rate, yeah, exactly. so I mean...
2: Such a low crime rate and such a high conviction rate, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you get involved in the Japanese justice system, you're fucked. Um, yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the moral of the story. Um, the moral of the story is, give the Japanese justice system to Norfolk's. Yes. Or mm-hmm. vice versa. Oh, I don't, I
1: don't like train I don't, cops,
0: man. Yeah, train cops are bad. <laughs> Train cops, but they have a ninety-nine percent conviction right? I and mean, They
2: basically already have that. I mean, if you're, you're, you're you know you're, you're you are you you are guilty just by existing on a railroad property.
1: Yeah, you are. <laughs> we are all mm. damned souls. Yes.
2: <laughs> um. Well, next episode's on the Tacoma Narrows Bridge disaster.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to spoil it. Uh, yeah. A Polish friend of mine has asked that we put some links to some uh, LGBT and feminist groups in that country, currently resisting the, uh, the far-right populist consequences of all of the far-right not-populist guys getting murked in the description, okay. so we're going to do Okey that. Okie
2: dokie. Those links are in the description.
0: Yeah, I'll pass those on in the DM. Uh, also uh, bail funds yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, we'll
2: do that. We'll 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 we'll, we'll extend the, the bail funds offer again. Uh we'll see how bad the protest. If, if, if you give
0: any of those Polish orgs some uh, some money, we'll do the same thing uh, yeah, for we'll have, you. Uh, that's our, our our special kielbasa offer.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, A cab always, A cab tomorrow, A Cab forever. Cops are not yep. your friends. Don't talk to cops. Nope. Uh nope. You know, uh, I shouldn't have to explain to you why people getting murdered in cold blood is the state. By the state is a bad thing. Uh, if yep. you've made it to the end of the episode and you're a bootlicker, uh, I have no advice other than to... How? Bleep <laughs> yourself. Uh yes. Mm. Yeah, see? I'm not putting in the actionable threats this time. Excellent. Mm. Well done. We're all very proud Thank of
2: you. you. Alright. Um, do we have any other commercials before we go?
0: Uh, listen to Trash Future and Kill James Bond. We just hit ten thousand downloads. Oh, Congratulations. I'm very happy with that. Thank you. Uh,
2: yeah, I think I think that's it. Damn, All right. really motivated through through the her.
0: podcast. Well, it's right. oh, good because I'm gonna go to yep. bed. Right, bye, everybody. Yeah, I'll feed us in. Bye. All
2: right, we did it.